Ty and Eric, a couple <laughs> treacherous little twins banging in your ear, drums, oh, Think shit. Fresh podcast. Dude, I'd rather die for my twin right here. Let's yeah, go. I love you like my kin. Let's go. Wow. That's a exciting. Little twin. Wow. Ty, can you do some for me? Can you can you can you order a little sandwich for me? Bro, I've never ordered a little sandwich. It's big big sandwich or nothing. Mm, that's a rich flex if I ever saw one. Mm-hmm. Facts. Beautiful. Um if Someone you, if you didn't, to the album. If you yeah, I was gonna say if you didn't clue in, I have played back for loss and i feel like i have some form of expertise now on the project unlike last episode last episode mm-hmm. i was i was the caboose but you are the engine of the that train that sub right. subway train we were chugging along and we were mm-hmm. going through all the lyrics choo choo chugga 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 i was just getting i was just your little backpack through that you know you, you were carrying me through the episode Mm-hmm. Much like you know Drake carrying Twenty One Savage throughout the entire album, I was carrying Ty last episode. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, spitting some good bars and getting your take on them. And I'm excited because you promised you would bring me some bars this weekend and mm-hmm. <laughs> this week, this episode. And I'm not talking about um, bars of bread. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about lyrical bars. That's right, Eric. Uh... We are no longer podcast hosts. We are now mixologists as we are going behind the bars to uh, fashion up some uh, takes, I guess you could say. Mm -hmm. Let's get right Mm -hmm. into it, buddy. DJ, run that shit. (laughs) I guess my overall perception of her loss, Eric, was that both Drake and 21 Savage make better music separately than together. Um, really? I don't think that they're really the hive mind. The meeting, the meeting of the minds is benefiting either party here. I'd rather mm. just listen to some 21 shit or actually like <laughs> just, just listen to some Drake shit. Um, so and- when it comes to duos, <laughs> when it comes to duos, who's better? Drake in 21 or Drake in future? Drake in future, for sure. I feel like when yeah. Drake and future are in the lab together, they really feed off each other's energy. But I felt mm-hmm. with Drake in 21, they kind of sucked each other's energy a bit. Like every verse was a little bit more like, like you could just tell they're like, I'm just like tired of being here kind of thing. And it got progressively mm-hmm. more so, but, and then it kind of fizzled out by the end. I felt like, it's like they were vampiring mm-hmm. each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, real vamp shit. Um, mm-hmm. What I like about Drake and Future is Future really brings out uh, strip club Drake. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I really like when Drake is like singing about like, you know, get get a plastic bag, uh, go ahead and pick up all this cash. Like that, I like that Drake. Yeah, you know yeah. I mean? Not uh, not like like murder Drake. Murder, murder Drake's a little scary, and it's I don't think the the character is as believable for me. You know? I don't believe it either. And then Drake brings out like 21's emotional side. And I don't really believe that either. No, I don't know. 21 is a cold hard killer. And mm-hmm. we like that. Drake is not. Drake is the kind of guy who 
would get a stripper and mm-hmm. like be like so do you love me like like <laughs> like he'll try to he, he would try to like save the stripper and like take her home and show her all the finer things in life you know what i mean like yeah, that's totally that's the story arc that i'm like more invested in versus like drake showing up in my house and like doing a drive-by or something like I don't, it's less believable for me yeah like 21's popping people on the street drake is popping zits on his face like they're in different <laughs> leagues you know mm-hmm. exactly thank you <laughs> <laughs> so i i agree i want to i want to see the side of drake that he like has money and demons and doesn't do with them and future brings mm-hmm. that out future future is like i feel like when drake and future work together they're like competing to have more baby mamas that's their that's their like they're one one up each other with like revealing how many like what their body count is and not in a i killed you kind of way mm-hmm. <laughs> wow that's that's so true yeah body count takes on a different meaning meaning when it's uh between future and 21 mm-hmm. quite yeah literally so that was like at a macro level my perception of the album uh i don't have much to say beyond that there were some like moments that caught my attention throughout it the first one i wanted to talk to you about was actually what track was it on um you know the guy from uh lark to automobile what's his yeah. name arthur carr arthur carr yeah his he started talking on the end of one track i and love this segment so much me too when he as soon as he started talking i'm like oh shit this is sick because i don't know i follow i follow them on instagram for a long time they're interesting mm-hmm. He's interested, and I, it was so unexpected for him to show up and start talking. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he said something that really, really spoke to me. He said, uh, you try to flex next next to me on the red light with your ugly whatever, most expensive <laughs> car, V12. And he's like, I drive a four-cylinder. I come from nothing, but I'm doing <laughs> something, and you cannot catch my drive. And I was like, damn. I relate to that on so many levels, Eric, because I drive a four-cylinder, and you can't catch my drive. We 200 episodes out here think fresh podcast. We are driven. Um, That's right. Respect. The whereas, grind, like bitch. all the yeah, all these other rappers like buy you a Mercedes Benz that don't make you driven. But we come from <laughs> nothing. We're from the trenches here. At think fresh podcast. So yeah, exactly. What can I do for you? Um, <laughs> I like the part where, um, you know, the whole well, the whole part where he's like saying he's uh, saying all those things in a French accent, mm-hmm. and he's just like, um, "I'm looking for the smoke." <laughs> yeah. The light, <laughs> like the I, light tower. <laughs> <laughs> I try. I drive a four cylinder. <laughs> like those. Yeah, are, exactly. That's the best part about it, you know. And um, yeah, and and then at the end when he's like, "I'm I'm Birdman." What does that mean? Yeah, I don't really know. It's like for a second I was like, "Is this Birdman?" And then I was like, "No, it's not." <laughs> yeah, I know. Did Birdman? It's Birdman meets Duolingo. It's like the Duolingo owl. That is the Birdman. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Anyways, that was a that was a good moment on the album. I'm happy you caught that. Um, yeah. That what else did I do? Moment. Um. There was like a few moments that different like concepts came up that 
super interesting. Um, I was thinking about like <laughs> some some of the themes you brought up in our last episode. You were talking about Megan the Stallion at one point, um, mm. a line that was like potentially a diss to Megan, and I found another line that I think might also be a Megan diss. Eh. Um, circle. It was on Circle Loco. The line was, Shorty say she graduated. She ain't learned enough. Play your album, <laughs> track one, K, I heard enough. Oh, and shit. If you remember, during the pandemic, Megan the Stallion got a diploma uh, <laughs> and also came out with a bad album. Oh, so oh. I, think, I think there's a theme emerging here, Eric. But then she, he called her Shorty. So I don't know... I, it's not Megan the the miniature pony, <laughs> <laughs> so I don't, I don't know. I, I'm kind of fifty fifty here. What are your thoughts? Mm. Well, luckily, shorty has nothing to do with one's height. Is merely, um, you know, you're talking about boo, right? Mm. Mm-hmm. Or I guess any female. Um, <laughs> so I can I can see how it might still apply. Um, yeah, it's interesting, Ty. I forgot that Megan Thee Stallion went back to school mm-hmm. to re-up on her education. During the, the great use during of the quarantine. Pandemic. Great use. Absolutely. Um, one with her, someone with her level of clout um, would benefit from the increased work from home protocols <laughs> that mm-hmm. we experienced in the uh, pandemic. So good for, good for Megan Thee Stallion for going to school do we know what she went to school for i have no clue i would just assume it's law anybody in the public mm-hmm. eye that goes back to school is becoming a lawyer mm-hmm. yeah the field of law is having a big boom when it comes to like girls with fat asses becoming lawyers <laughs> yes um <laughs> and I, i'd imagine if it like in some way it helps you navigate the legal system to have a big booty shaking court side um <laughs> i don't know like you're sitting a lot you're oh shit that was, you need that, that extra was amazing push. uh it that does actually amazing. that segues eric into like a different lyric i wanted to bring up to you which i feel like was okay i listened back to the whole album i was trying to think like are there any references to subway here because we know drake's a fan of the way we know he he likes a 12 inch once in a while and there was one lyric that was so clearly evident uh that he was talking about subway um oh, yeah it's from hours of silence or hours in silence whatever the seventh eighth track is uh he says something like i don't need a deluxe which is obviously a reference to the signature sandwich her stomach is flat as fuck she's still fit <laughs> in that shit she's still fit that shit in her gut somehow that fat must have went to her butt do you remember this like something about how like her someone's still flat even though she's got that shit in her gut she doesn't need a signature sandwich here it's all down on the butt man in her lawyer butt <laughs> oh dude a plus time you've passed this course in <laughs> <Yeah>. rap genius <laughs> oh i know exactly what you're talking about yeah yeah it's like damn um, shit signature once again shit is signature <laughs> um what is, what, there was like a, some other uh, like line about uh, this the shit made for supreme ears or something divine ears divine ears something like that it's like 
he's he's big upping the listenership, which is what we like to do on this show. Mm-hmm. Mm, yes. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> we talked yeah, I, I like uh, I like how you know once again he uses wordplay, double meaning. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, he's talking about the deluxe album that he mm-hmm. won't come out. <laughs> um, mm, yes. Maybe some indirect shots at Yay um for you know dropping the deluxe that's just mm-hmm. the same songs in a different order <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um same sandwich same ingredients different order you know it's the same sandwich <laughs> yeah it all goes into your sandwich. gut at the same time <laughs> fit in that gut <laughs> stomach on flat flat <laughs> <laughs> uh waist on or ass on what's that Wow, Drake Drake's the Drake's the king of BBLs, bro. Let's just be honest about what it is. <laughs> yeah. And you know, like some of these lyrics, they they're pretty hard. I uh I feel like I don't even care if the man has ghostwriters. I know that like there's some people on forums that will like roast him for that. He gets a lot of hate for mm-hmm. maybe bringing in other people to the creative process. I have no issue with it because as long as the wordplay makes me smile, it doesn't matter who mm-hmm. wrote it. What's important mm-hmm. is he delivered. He's he's the DoorDash driver, and therefore, whether it's good or bad, I will, if I like my meal or don't, he's the one that's going to get my critique. Exactly. But, You're right. He's the representative of mm-hmm. this music shit. Yes. Wow. BBL Drake, man. So do you, uh, if you buy a girl enough foot long... Mm-hmm. Is that equivalent of paying for their BBL? Because you're 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 making their ass fatter. <laughs> uh, it's yeah, dude. It's like you're per- you're helping. Oh man, I had a thought here. Yes, at, at a high level. <laughs> yes. yes. Um, it's a more natural form of plastic surgery in a sense. <laughs> Babe. Is it more natural? It's still very plastic at the end of the day, Ty, because you mm-hmm. know with the bread, you know what I mean? You're you're shoving a whole yoga mat into a woman's rear end. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, so it's less a, it's, we call it not plastic surgery, but maybe like plastic naturopathy, because it's a more Ooh. natural path of plastics entering your body. In this case, the plastics are yoga mat bread. Mm-hmm, exactly. It's a plastic diet. I'm on a plastic diet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shit. Sprinkle some microplastics on my sub next time. Damn. Damn. <laughs> a little bit of parm. Mm-hmm. I feel like the Parmesan subway is just like ground up water bottle. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Any other any other lyrics for me? Any other gems? Uh um in the second track 21 savage my favorite line that he said was sf90 this is not mclaren make an ig model run my errands i just thought that was kind of funny um (laughs) and very aspirational for a lifestyle uh it's much better to have like a ig model do things than a normal woman (laughs) and there was also an entire song dedicated to the breadheads uh, track 11 broke boys so that was pretty cool oh, to shit. see <laughs> broke boys that's yeah. true um there was also a, a very short line where he said bread it up at matsuisa did you catch oh, that one shit i didn't catch that damn another subway reference he did mention exactly. um how he couldn't get a rezzo at carbone 
which mm-hmm. made me uh, even more inspired to go to Carbone next time in in the six 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 six. Exactly. Did he say he got a rezo, or or was he, you know, throwing shots at us non Amex Platinum holders? <laughs> Actually, if I remember correctly, I think he said that she the she like in general couldn't get a rezo, so he had to get it for her. Her loss. her loss she doesn't get the points from that dinner that sucks yeah wow um reminds me of when i was in new york ty this was pre-pod days when i didn't have any clout now Mm -hmm. obviously it's a different story but back in 2019 when i was you know hanging out or outside of carbone with one of my friends we walked in uh asking for a table and then she said oh yeah welcome to carbone like what what is the reservation under and then I said, oh, we don't have one. And then she just laughed. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. She just laughed. She was like, oh, <laughs> it's like you're going to need a reservation. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's, that's the vibe we're, we're working with here. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so, therefore, I, I took it personal, Ty. When, when Drake said that, you know, Megan is feeling a way. Um, <laughs> who else caught, caught a stray on this album? There was Megan. There was me, obviously. Um, mm-hmm. Kanye. Shots fired at the breadheads. There's the breadheads, of course. There's a lot of breadheads, bodies. Breadheads got a whole. Um, yeah, that was that one was a massacre because the breadheads got a whole song dedicated to them. Damn. For yeah, for a guy who literally said in the lyrics, uh, "Please talk to someone else," guys. I can't talk to broke boys. Like this song is like talking to all the broke boys. So there's a bit of irony there, actually, that he writes a song mm-hmm. saying he's not going to talk to broke boys. When he is in fact doing that by creating the song, mm-hmm, exactly. Um, and it's too bad. I mean, I guess the song's towards the latter half of the album. So mm-hmm. if the list, the, the drop-off rate, you know, is at track eleven, then we know why. Yo, you know who's gonna stick around though for the eleventh track? The Broke Boys, because they they got time to play the whole thing. Back. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, let me make sure I, I'm hearing this shit clearly. <laughs> yeah. Me after that Daft Punk uh, sample, I was I was uh, I was about as far as I could get in my first listen because I got things to do. Mm, true, the Daft Punk sample was good. That was probably the goofiest part of the album, and mm-hmm. it made me smile. Me um, too. <laughs> uh, excellent. It's no harder, you, better, uh... faster, stronger, but. Mm-hmm. I think there was a line here that I wanted to look up and I'm just like glancing uh, up. <laughs> I'm glancing at the um, track list here and I'm, I'm kind of remembering a few feelings that I had. Um, let me just see if I can find it here. Um, no, Eric's reading levels like at a fifth grade level so we might be here for a while. That's true. I thought I, I thought I could add to this conversation. Do you have anything else you want to go over while I look for this? Um. Well, I, I don't actually. I actually don't even have much to say in general for the rest of this episode. I've, I've okay. pretty much been tapped. <laughs> well, thanks to you now, our retention is tanking. Um, but it's, <laughs> it's okay. We're like the eleventh track on a Drake album. It's right now dropping yeah. off. Exactly. We're at the 11th. This is the B side of the podcast episode. And unfortunately, that means 
no one's left, Ty. It's just you and me. <laughs> maybe if we be alone in this call. Quick, quick, Eric, let's make more fun of the breadheads and maybe they'll stick around. Mm-hmm. They, they're in, they love that kind of toxic back and forth. Yeah. Um, much like the ingredients at Subway. <laughs> um, but Ty, let me tell you about a recent experience I had. Because I, as you know, I'm now located in, I've left the Chinatown proper <laughs> area. And uh, while, you know, the business address is still there, I'm, my current residence is no longer there. I, I'm in the suburbs. And mm-hmm. in the suburbs comes with a lot of great opportunities to sample the local cuisine, uh, primarily subways, because there's a subway on every block, and mm-hmm. they're all very different. And this one was really bad. I went to one that was really, really bad. It was, be- it was worse than even the downtown subways. Wow. Usually yeah. suburban subways do better because... At suburban subways, the artists are—that's their livelihood. You know, that's a family restaurant. <laughs> You're absolutely right. Um, it's either that or McDonald's. You know, mm-hmm. what I mean, there's no, there's no Matsuhisa in Mm-mm. like this, like random, like highway town. So, um, not that I live in that kind of suburb. This place was really shocking me. Bad. I guess the area has like zero walkability. Mm. So. It's like there's no one going there. Like it's like pretty much empty. Uh, like the mm. avocado bin tie. It was like just straight brown. Like but it, <laughs> it just looked like like a dog took a shit in the bin, and it was like not a single like shade of green to be found. It was just like a brown pile. Uh, dear God. Okay. Uh, yeah. So the vegetables are stale. The artists are out of practice. Mm-hmm. Ours are washed up. Um, but you know what I thought was interesting? They were leaning, okay, the in-store marketing, all the signage was advertising something really exciting. And it got me, it drew me in. I was 10 toes in the store when I saw this. Mm, that's um, two feet. Two foot long. That's two feet. <laughs> 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 I'm 10 toes, 12 inches in. Um, and on the glass, prominently in front of the bread, it says, try our new Tex-Mex bread. Ah, uh, yes. Dude, I've seen this at other You've suburban seen locations. Yeah, but every time I try to order it, they say, we don't actually have it. And I'm like, what do you mean? And they're like, yeah, we don't have that. <laughs> Yet it's like blocking my view of the meats. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Dude, n- nothing changed about this visit. Like, I was like, <laughs> no. like, I was like, oh, we don't have it. Actually, they didn't have yeah. it either? Yeah. Damn. And it was the old down in Texas. Yeah. He literally just brought out like three trays of bread. And then I asked him, like, oh, do you have the text? He's like, no, we don't have it. He just says, strips says no. <laughs> like, what? Isn't that whack? Even in, when I was in Toronto this month, I tried to order Tex-Mex bread. They didn't have it there either. I don't think it exists. I think somebody made this up to bring people in the store. And then they say they don't have it. And they're like, I guess I'll get herbs and cheese then or whatever. <laughs> you know? Exactly. It's like, uh, imagine like, imagine traveling to a subway for the Tex-Mex bread. <laughs> <laughs> making a special a special trip mm-hmm. um wow it's honestly good marketing though like why don't they just keep doing that like why don't they say that they have like sauteed mushrooms on the menu and then you roll up mm-hmm. and you say well, can i get the mush and then they say we don't have it and then you're still gonna get <laughs> a sandwich you know they can say they have yeah. free cookies and who cares especially made especially up. with the mush like it's so far down the ordering process like you feel bad abandoning your sub and you probably mm-hmm. wasted 10 minutes of your 15 minute lunch break 
And so, <laughs> fuck, I can't cancel my sub now. I had to go back to the shop. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, if they, they, they should strategically lie about the availability of ingredients farther down in the ordering process. Like, maybe, like, they have a pecorino cheese or a uh, mm-hmm. maybe a cream tree spread at the end. But you don't find mm-hmm. out that there's no spread. Wow. Or maybe they'll say, like, uh, just tell them there's a discount. And then when they get to the tail, they're like, oh, that promo code's expired or something. Yeah. That's got me before. Yeah, that's got me before, too. It's um, a genuine tactic. Yeah. But yeah, dude, no text bread. Do you think it's kind of like the Subway or no, the McDonald's ice cream machine? It's like, it's never worked before. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was never there to begin with. And we just like dreamt that it was there. You know, like, yeah. is that, what's that Mandela effect? Something like that. Is it, the... is it San, San, Sandella effect? So you think the Tex-Mex spread is a, <laughs> like, just our collective imagination? All, I... we're all tripping? Yeah, dude, this is the mortadella effect, okay? There's no, there's no way that this bread has ever been a real thing. You've ordered it, I've ordered it, none of us have tried it. Comment below if you've tried it. Yeah, to the breadheads, <laughs> reach out to us. We will bring you on this podcast to share your experience. If you if you can provide photo evidence that you've consumed the Tex-Mex bread in Canada, mm-hmm. send it to our DMs, and mm-hmm. we'll talk about it on the pod. But yeah, Ty, um, that that's not where the fun ends, though. Oh I uh, <laughs> I ordered the orange cheese. <laughs> and really. Um, yeah, which was, I ordered it before I looked at the pile of orange cheese, and it was, like, it was very slim picking. And mm. you got, like, I, like, took a deep breath, and we, like, started applying the cheese, like, peeling it back. And then he had all the cheese but one slice. And then he had to go all the way back to the back to open another cheese package. And, like, he walked back to the single slice of cheese, <laughs> back, to the, back to my sandwich, and, like, put it down. Damn. And it took him a good while to, like, find it i guess carrying around that something like that delicate with two <laughs> plastic gloves on he, he must have felt like you're at like a sotheby's auction the way he's moving across the room with that mm-hmm, exactly and then i could have been on my banksy and, and then shredded it but i decided mm-hmm. not to yeah not today that I'm would be funny to change your me. mind after after that type of commitment to the cheese mm-hmm. i'm committed to the cheese baby i'm, Dude, I'm all about I, my cheddar if I saw a bottom of the bucket cheese option, I'd be avoiding that like the novel coronavirus because you know there's some sort of plague on that cheese. <laughs> you don't want there's bottom probably... of the bucket cheese, dude. It's it's aged. <laughs> 18 months <laughs> aged. Fair enough, actually. If there's one yeah. thing that's okay to be aged on that menu, it's the cheddar. The cheddar, baby. I'm old money in that way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, anyways, beyond that, Ty, sandwich was decent, I guess. I carried it back to my house, which was new for me. I was late for work. <laughs> mm. And uh, it ended up being pretty good, I would say. Not too bad. Not too good. You know, just where somebody needs to be. <laughs> just right. It got you from point A <laughs> to point B. Exactly. It got, it got me through to dinner is what I was looking for it to do. Mm-hmm. Subway, the only type of place where you have a stomachache before you eat and a stomachache afterwards. <laughs> like, I'm so Absolutely. hungry, and then you, you hurt so bad. Mm-hmm. And drink. 
My stomach was like, like gargling like for at least two hours after. <laughs> and during wow. When you describe it that way, you, you you think like, why would any human subject themselves to this? But yeah, we do time and time again. In the spirit of research and science, sorry. Ty and Eric, human guinea pigs. And mm-hmm. on that note, Eric, I think it's time to go get back in the lab. I, uh, I got a dip. <laughs> Sounds Gucci, my guy. Um, well, just like that. See you broke boys later. Yeah, we don't talk to you broke boys, but we will next Tuesday. <laughs> 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 Ciao. Ciao.